Better and Longer with The Fitness Show, hosted by fitness expert, author, and TV personality, Fitz Kohler. She'll tell you why diets are dumb, supplements are snake oil, and the truth about how you can earn a lean, hard, pain-free, and athletic body. Now for our favorite bossy blonde, Fitz Kohler. Hi team, I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert from fitness.com, and welcome to The Fitness Show. Today I have a great guest who I'm really excited to talk to. I met this man at the Encinitas Half Marathon. He was just a runner in the race, but he was impossible to ignore because he was running as a rainbow-colored unicorn, and I fell in love very quickly at the start, and I couldn't wait for him to come through the finish, and he did not disappoint. Uh, His name is Corey Sager, and I'm going to tell you about him by reading his Instagram profile because I think it's the best intro I could give. It says, uh, former fatty turned runner, lost 125 pounds, gay and proud, full of energy and life. I'm not sure if this is up to date, but it says he's run 26 half marathons, five full marathons, and he's currently training for the gay game. So welcome, Corey Sager. Hi. <laughs> uh, is this where I talk? This is where you talk. Good job. <laughs> uh, uh, hi. No, thanks. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be a part of Fitz's podcast. Um, never been part of one before. Uh, I, I definitely think I have a lot to say. Um, she summed it up very well. Uh, I love to run. Running has been a huge uh, catalyst in my life. It's it's really morphed me into the person I am. And uh, as she said, like with the, the rainbow bright outfit, um, I, it's just part of my personality you know there's one side of running where you can be serious and you know we train hard to get the results but also we always need to keep an open mind as to why we do this it's supposed to be fun and and a long-term thing amen amen well you like I said you caught my eye and I thought I love him that was it I knew nothing else about you I just thought I love that guy because you you know you showed up and you made me smile and you made it fun for everybody around you and that's exactly what I, I want to do. I, you know, I design those outfits and I design races where, uh, you know, just to go in with a laid back personality, but also keep it fun and, and keep the runners um, engaged because, you know, it's never easy going out and running 13.1 miles or, you know, I don't think I would ever do Rainbow Bright for 26.2, but um <laughs> It's definitely in my wheelhouse, and as long as I can keep people um, lighthearted, keep it lighthearted, and take their mind off of what they're doing, that's really why I do it. Well, I tell you, you know, the other runners. I tell you what, that is something that you know I have a few old injuries I deal with, and they always show up by mile ten. And when I get cranky, I heavily rely on the people around me for entertainment, whether they whether they know it or not. But I might be wa- watching their gait, but sometimes it's their hair, their hat, their outfit. And so if I were <laughs> able to run behind you for a while, that would certainly take away the pain. And that's what a lot of people say. Um, and when you get to that point in the race where everything sucks and you, and you want to give up, um, I turn to doing what I'm doing to, to help others. I had a lot of people come up to me at the end of NCNES in 2017 was the first time I did it. And then of course I had to return and do 2018 and I, and I made it even more fun in 2018. Um, I, you know, I had a few more flares, a a few more like little added accessories and stuff like that. 
Um, and before Encinitas, I don't know if you were part of the Mermaid Nine that they did the Mermaid Half Marathon at Mission Bay I in did. February. Actually, yes, I, did. I was in that too, and I paced the two-hour group. And you know, my outfit wasn't anything crazy, but I had mermaid tights and a neon uh, singlet, uh, and I had just I had the best time. You know, it was all it was predominantly women, and you know, they're all just you know, I love your tights, and and when I finished. I had a lot of people just come up and say, you were smiling the entire time. I don't know how you did it, but it's just because just it's, it's so fun and it brings so much joy to me. Wow. We, we appreciate it. On behalf of everybody running races with you or standing and waiting for you to finish, um, you are a highlight. But I was dumbfounded when I actually read your profile because you've lost 125 pounds and you're that guy. So I'm down 45 pounds from where I used to be. And people always look at me and say, what? You don't have 45 pounds to lose. And I think, Dodo, I lost it. But to know you were 125 pounds heavier, shocking. So tell me, tell me all about who you were before you lost this weight. What did you feel like? What did you eat? What did you do for fun? How long were you overweight? Go. Let's see. So first 22 years of my life, I was overweight. Um, in high school, there were there was one point, like maybe as a freshman, where I kind of got a, a little bit of a hold on my weight. Um, and I, I would say I was about 20 pounds overweight, which isn't obese. Um, then you go to college, high school, uh, was stressful enough going to college, being away from your family. I definitely stress ate that freshman 15 was more like freshman 50 to be completely honest. Um, and from there I, you know, um, I, I thought I was, I thought I knew who I was at that point, but it wasn't really until, um, 2011, I was uh, I was with friends in Columbus, Ohio, for New Year's Eve, and we were getting ready to go out um, for dinner and then out for drinks and then you know the rest of the night out at the bars. And I was in my hotel room, and I had my outfit all picked out, and I had it on. I was looking in this mirror, and all I could see was all of my flaws. You know, at that point, I was over 300 pounds. I had maybe been run walking. I tried to get to the gym. This was late, maybe three months into like the weight loss journey. But that moment when I saw myself in the mirror and how discouraged and then how happy I was, I remember bawling my eyes out and I just was, I, I, this is totally honest here. I drank in myself to a blackout that night Wow! because I was just, I was so embarrassed. I was so afraid to show people who I was. And I woke up that next morning with a massive hangover, like the worst one of my life. And I said, this is it. This is 2012. You know, you're one year from graduating from college. You have got to get a hold of your life. You've got to do this for yourself um, because nobody else is going to do it for you. And it's time to stop making excuses. And it's time to start putting in hard work and 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 being that person you know you can be. I, I knew deep down I had this fire that would eventually ignite. I just had to have that moment in my life where it, it happened. And that was seeing myself in that mirror that night before and just disgusted at how I let myself go uh, and how I was embarrassed to like let other people see me out and about. So I don't remember much from the night before. Right. But 2012 started out with a bang. I got a gym membership times a week, two hours a day. I gave up soda. I never was a huge soda drinker, 
uh, but I gave up pop completely. I cut out fast food. I, I would not go to a rest. I would not go to a fast food restaurant. Um, and even at that time, compared to my nutrition now, it, it wasn't great, but it was better. It, it was better than reckless. going and having fast food three times a day. Yeah. And four cans of soda. Um, and I mean, I could go on and on and on about what I did every day, but for the most part, I would add vegetables. I started eating vegetables. You would not believe this, but until I was probably 21, 22, I would not eat vegetables. I didn't like anything like uh, spinach, um, like lettuce, like tomatoes. I mean, I still don't like tomatoes, <laughs> but it, it amazes me as we get older and try new things, how really they're not, not that bad. Um, I really, I love avocado now. I mean, who doesn't love avocado, especially being out on the West Coast? But um, all these things that I once was uh, terrified to try because I was afraid I would not like them, I, I really like them. And it opens a whole new world into nutrition and, and eating well. Um, but that year, I had signed up for a 5K. I wanted to prove to myself that I could run a 5k without stopping and so I would go out in the evenings after dark because at that point um I didn't want people to see what I looked like during the day <laughs> it's kind of sad but I would go out after dark and I would do these you know five minute runs and two minute walks not even five minute runs like you know three minute runs two minute walk and you know you just build yourself up and then one day I ran a mile non-stop and it was like a 12 minute mile and even though it was slow by most people's standards. It was a huge, it told me, it basically showed me I could do this. I just, it might take a while. I might be slower than everybody else on the couch. That's, you know, or not everybody else on the couch, but <laughs> slower than everybody else out there that's been running. But as long as it's, I'm getting the results and it makes me feel good. I mean, you, you know how running makes you feel. It just, the endorphins you get from it. And I think that's really what kept me going. So, um, now, fast forward, let oh, me ask ahead. you when you first did that first 5k, were you still close to 300 pounds? No. And I was just going to say that was, uh, in the span of just over three and a half months, uh, I was down about 50 pounds. Wow. So, I mean, it was discipline, hard work that first 21 days, they say it takes to make a habit. Um, it, it's true. I mean, after that one month mark, I knew I, I got this, I said it might take time. Um, but I got this and I just kept running and I kept on seeing the results and the energy it was coming. Uh, and, and I was able to do things. I could go and work my full day at work, go to school, go home and mow the yard and then go for a three mile, four mile run. And I, and I was able to do it all. Wow. Now, of course, by the end of the day, I was wiped, but I couldn't imagine doing that four months prior. Um, but that, that brings me to the 5K. My first 5K was this little bunny dash. It wasn't even a, um, it wasn't even like an organized 5K. It was like a fun run. Sure. Um, but of course, I it was my first one. I wanted to see what I could do. And my first 5K, I ran 33 minutes. And I was absolutely thrilled with it um, because I'd never run the full distance of a 5K yeah, before. Yeah, that's actually fantastic. Yeah, you know, uh, and then um, you just you just keep doing it. You keep. I started to get a structured plan where I would run three or four times a week. Um, the weight just kept coming off. I'd go to the gym. I didn't do much strength training, which I definitely incorporate now. 
Um, but by the end of that summer, I had, I was down uh, 65 pounds, and I took my 5K down to like 25 minutes. Wow. I just broke in 25 minutes. And that just showed me there. I was like, I went from, you know, 11-minute miles to 8-minute miles. And, of course, I knew I wasn't going to be able to go, like, you know, to 5-minute miles. But I was like, I, I just, I really think I, I'm a runner. I really think I was built to be a runner. So I just kept doing it. I ran my first half marathon in October of 2012. Uh, and I ran a 158, which is sub-9 pace. That's really um, great. And, and then just kept building on it. I uh, moved to Columbus in 2013 after I graduated college and I joined an actual running group. Um, and they're called MIT or Marathoners in Training. I don't know if any of them will be listening to this, but if, if so, shout out to them because they really gave me that first uh, time, that first feeling of running with a group and how great, how much easier it is. So- you know, I could go run on my own. But when you have a group, it's so much easier. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Tell my audience, because so many of them are out just, you know, gritting it out in their own neighborhood. What's the benefit of joining the running club? Give me, you know, three, four bullet points on that. Um, You're you're meeting other people that come from the same background, and I think that's so important. Um, I've never really met a runner that I didn't mesh well with. I think runners are just some of the greatest people because – they are disciplined, they're structured, they're honest, they fight tooth and nail to get where they're at. So um, it's just that breed of community, just they, they're, they're so welcoming. Um, and as a person that used to be heavier, sometimes all I really wanted was that support to help me get through because you know, it's it, it. They say it takes a village, yeah. especially when you're doing things that are way out of your comfort zone. And, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I, my support system is absolutely incredible. I couldn't ask for a better group of people um, throughout the years of my my journey. And and what about say someone shows up? A woman today, she shows up to a running group and she's 320 pounds and hasn't run a step. How, how does her experience go? You know, they're scared. They obviously, they're not comfortable when they first, you know, when they first approach you. They feel um, it's hard to be vulnerable in that yeah. kind of situation. Um, and I think the important thing is, I definitely, if I somebody that is a first-time runner heavier or overweight you know i go i straight go out and say hey i was that person i totally get it i want to help you as much as possible the important thing is to remember to always have fun always um never look at it as a chore but look at it as uh, almost something that will better your life because running changed my life completely it certainly has and so you when did you run your first marathon um, it was October of 2014. It was the Columbus Marathon. Um, I made this wacky decision after my third half marathon to to do it. I guess when you're training with a group and they're all <laughs> they're crazy runners. I think I'm a runner, and these people will go out and do 18 milers every weekend. Wow. And at that point, I had only run 14, and that was because. My first marathon, I actually got lost on the course. Oh, you mean your first half marathon, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, my first half marathon. 
um, when I ran 158. <laughs> I actually like crossed through the half marathon point at like 147. So I was angry because it was like, wow, I just ran this time, but it's not going to be shown. And then the fact that, you know, I've, I'm competitive. I've always been competitive. I can be fun with Rainbow Bright, but I also am very competitive and maybe sometimes a little hard on myself. But I think that's what really defines who I am. But that first half, um, I they weren't there was only like one person that was supposed to direct the marathoners this way and then the halves to finish mm. and they weren't there. So I turned left and before I knew it, I was like, this seems like I'm going to go over. There's the 14 mile. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's a 14 mile marker. I'm on the marathon. Oh, route. No. <laughs> so, and by that point I had paced myself to pretty much give everything I had for the distance of a half. So I, you know, I dragged myself through and I still finished, but at that point in my life, um, I had only run 14, a little over 14 and a half miles. So to do double that was, it was scary. But I think having that group that, you know, is going to get you through those longer runs. I, I said, you know, what have I got to lose? I, I, I've always dreamt of running a marathon. So training with them was wonderful. I, I had no reason to make excuses on our lawn runs were Saturday mornings at that time. And you know, we would start at six or seven in the morning. And then this was in the summer, which, you know, was is never easy. I mean, sometimes it can be 80 degrees by 8 a.m. And if you're out on a 20-mile run, you're, you're going to feel that. But having that group of people, I couldn't have done it by myself. If I had still lived in Ohio and uh, Tiffin, where I'm from, and been running alone, I just, I don't think I would have went through with doing the training for a marathon. So that first marathon in 2014, it was, it was just that day was just the most amazing day because I realized I can do anything I put my mind to. And I think as a runner, people, I, I think runners have that mentality that we don't give up. I mean, when it gets tough, we just, we keep pushing um, until, you know, we can't push no more. So crossing that line of my first marathon was uh, indescribable. Every emotion under the sun. And I remember I was just so tired. It was cold that day because it's October in Ohio. And um, I remember crossing the line and just not even realizing what had happened. But, like, I, I'm sure you've had those moments. After a, a, an endurance event, something like a marathon, even halves too, I mean, I always cry. I'm so overwhelmed with emotion. Um, I'm so boring and I don't think that'll stoic. ever change. You know, it's but it's true. It's like you put in all that hard work and then it pays off. And, and, and there's just no greater feeling than when you do it. And, I mean, obviously you have the support of others. But at the end of the day, you did it. You're That's the one right. that crossed that line. Your body went across that line. Um, and I think just looking back at those experiences now i'm not like right now i'm still running and i actually had a good run this morning i'm just getting back into the swing of things but i went through about a three-month period where i just felt so low because i had a back injury it was my first real injury ever after like six years and i would flash back to those days you know there was a time where i couldn't even run so as long as i'm out getting out there and doing good for my body then it's a win in my book. I love that. You have really um, adopted 
the lifestyle that lasts forever. And you even talk the talk. You hit all my buzzwords. I had no excuses. I can't make any excuses. I've got every opportunity in the world. And you take ownership of your success. And all of those things put together uh, equal longevity and fitness. You know, you, um, you really hit the nail on the head with this thing. Well, and it doesn't help nowadays that all these races have, you know, chip timing and tracking. So <laughs> my results are being posted. My splits are being posted on Facebook. It's like, oh, I can't slow down. These people expect me to do this. It's like, so it's kind of funny. I, and that that's in my back of my mind, too. It's like, this person wouldn't give up. I can't give up, you know. Love- things get tough, but you you just find that that willpower to keep going. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, you were talking about being a, there for an ins- as inspiration and entertainment for the other runners, but I'm sure you, like I, you know, if I start in a later corral, I'll end up passing someone at mile two with, I don't know, only one leg or some obvious um, physical disadvantage. And I think, well, I don't have any excuses. You know, those are my yeah. heroes of the race, right? It's it's so true. It. uh Last year was I did the rock and roll half, uh, and at mile seven I came across this lady with cerebral palsy. I don't know if you remember her, but she was out on the course for almost at that point she started at three a.m. I yes. think they said, and it was ten a.m. Seven hours in, and she she was at mile seven, and I was just like, this lady is incredible. Like she's defying all odds. She's not making excuses. She's gonna get to that finish line. And I mean, I, I won't forget that moment, but you know, seeing those people that you, like you said, have those physical disadvantages in running, but they don't let that define who they are. It, I think it's so empowering. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the one thing, I mean, so many people, uh, I'm sure they say it to you. Oh, I can't do a 5k. I wish I could, but I can't. And I, just, I really want to wring their neck and go, listen, and I want to take their heads and shove them out <laughs> to mile six and make them look. They look and pay attention to who's out here. Now, again, tell me why you can't do this. And, you know, then all of a sudden the the excuses kind of um, whimper away. But, yeah, it's pretty profound to see some of these doers. I love the gritty people. I tell you what, the winner is good for them. But it's those gritty people that just, um, they, they're the reason I get on the plane, you know? I love yeah. them. So um, one of the things that I think is most fun about you and one of, uh, you know, the things you listed on Instagram is gay and proud. Has that always been your your motto with things? No, I mean, I mean, there was a point in my life where I didn't really know who I was. I, I knew I was different, um, but I just, I couldn't pinpoint what it was. Um, and you know, as I started to find my authentic self through running and losing weight and building confidence and, and, and becoming more social, like you, you said, you know, doing these races and meeting all these people, I mean, everybody's so kind, but part of this whole experience has been, I used to be a very introverted person who really didn't show a lot of who I was to the world. Uh, and at one point, I just said, this isn't fair to myself. You know, I'm denying this beautiful world the opportunity to see who I am, you know. And it's not to chew my own horn, but I really feel like I'm such a genuine and honest person. Uh, and I think a lot of people love that about me. Maybe sometimes I'm too 
I wear my heart on my sleeve. I, I, I've always done that. Um, and I'm just now learning at, you know, the ripe old age of 29 <laughs> that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to show your feelings. Like the worst case scenario is somebody, you know, doesn't agree with it. And, you know, that's on them, not you. So how much gay pride goes into your outfit um, designs? <laughs> so I have to give credit to my friend, Anne. One time um, I saw her do something pretty similar. She loves to go and spectate Ironman races. Um, and she would go and do a, like, she would do her outfit similar to Rainbow Bright, Um but, you know, she has female anatomy, so she would wear a sports bra or something like that. <laughs> something I couldn't really pull off. But, I, you know, I've always admired and um, every time I go back to Ohio and see her, I, oh, we always have to meet up for brunch. And, and I still wear, she gave me the rainbow hair and the unicorn horn. Um, and even though it's been through a lot, I still, it's still in my closet. I'm actually looking at the bag right now that it sits in. <laughs> um but she really, I think she gave me the confidence to go and do this. Because at one point, I was almost afraid to do it because I was afraid what people would think. Uh, but it's been overwhelmingly positive. There might be one person that's like, oh, you know, your outfit's a little out there. But 99% of the people um, are just like, I love your outfit. I love your energy. Thank you. Like I'll get people that message me on Instagram and they're like, I would love to follow you. Um, because I saw you at the, this race, uh, and you really helped me when I was struggling and I couldn't ask for more than that, that, that those words of endearment are so powerful to me. Yeah. You radiate (laughs) joy. Well, um, I, my aunt's middle name uh, is Joy, and, and it's kind of funny because at one point, you know, I thought we were so different, but she really has, she was the one that raised me, and she really has become a huge part of the person I am today. I wish she could listen to this because I think she'd be crying right now, but um, I won't go into too much detail, but I, I didn't have a a very normal childhood, which could be part of the reason I was obese is because, um, you know, I ate for stress. Um, my biological parents weren't really in the picture. Um, and going, growing up, I had an aunt and an uncle who were my foster, like my foster parents slash guardians. But my aunt really turned into my mother. Um, when I finally grew up and took responsibility and, had these life experiences like the weight loss, I really learned how valuable she was in helping me transform as a person. So like her middle name is Joy Denise Joy Moore. And it's just so funny, you like you radiate joy. Um, I think that comes from having her as like a role model in my life. How lucky. How lucky. It's nice to have someone that you um admire and feel grateful to, right? Yeah, I, you know, I say um, my favorite person in the whole world, she's just, she's just the best person. <laughs> she makes me a better person. So, so, um, you, oh, go ahead. <laughs> so I got a question. Have you done any of the pride runs? Because I've seen them lately and uh, there was one the week after I left Buffalo and I thought, damn it, I would give my teeth 
to go to one of those races. Have you done one? They are so fun. Oh. Um, and yes, I've done I've done a lot this year actually. I did I went up to Long Beach and did the 10k there. They had a 5k 10k, um, and I kept my outfit pretty tame because I was just getting back from injury, and it was almost more of a serious race for me. All right. I kind of I kind of wish. Eh, I wish I would have took it more serious, uh, but um, I would have took it less serious. Um, but then I went to Columbus, back to my home, my hometown, and did the pride there, and that was, you know, really an awesome race. And San Diego is actually in two weekends, um, and they have the best pride, five k. Um, you know, being from Ohio, and Columbus has a great pride. I think there were this year there were maybe two hundred and thirty runners in it, and that's okay. a great number. But last year, San Diego had 1,050, and they're talking about uh, going over 1,200 this year. And it's just like, that's so cool, like, I, I just actually, to be a part of that. I actually feel like that would be a race that would have 20,000 people. Because I think the support now for the LGBTQ community is just becoming growing and growing. And I don't know, it just seems like a hell of a lot of fun. It is. I mean, gays are, they, you know, gays are so much fun. Yes. I, you know, it's. <laughs> If you actually took the time to get to know some of the people that are, have been ostracized for most of their life, they're actually the people who radiate the most positivity and optimism that you you could imagine. And I and I think that's so cool. It's taking lemons and making lemonade with that. Uh, well, I so. I um I I would adore not only to be take part as a runner, but um I'd love to announce the race. All I can imagine is the thing that would work against me is they probably have some like amazing drag queen hosting the race. And I would never, <laughs> I, they would never choose me because I'd be too boring comparatively, but I would kill to host a gay run, you a pride run. You are not boring. I've been to several of the races that you and Rudy announced. And I, I, there's a reason why you guys are like the dynamic duo. You guys are so much fun. I know every time that I, I get ready to do a race, I always look and see, is Fitz announcing? I, I must know, like, I'm, because that just makes that morning experience so much better. Um, but no, you're right, drag queens are fun, and I don't know if they have a drag queen that announces this one. I'm sure there are drag queens that walk around and hand out things, and I mean, they, they're, they're going to be at Pride regardless. But no, I think um, one of the greatest things about being gay and running is being able to do both. Like there's gays that do all these different activities. You know, I'm a part of a CrossFit group now and I've really grown to love doing that in that community. But the gay running group that I run with front runners, I mean, it's like a family. It's so, it was so cool moving out here, knowing that there was an LGBT running group. That was the most exciting thing about moving out here because I always loved running but when I was in Columbus, it was with predominantly straight people. I'm sure there were gay people that ran, now, but there wasn't a dedicated group. And hetero running groups are far more boring, I'm guessing. <laughs> I wouldn't say they're far more boring, but I can't be myself as much as I am oh, with really? this group. And that's that means so much to me. Like, if you looked at the Instagram photo I posted about, I don't know, an hour ago, um, there's a photo of me and my friend David Silva, and we're probably like three miles into this long run this morning. And like, we're like, oh, all right, let's take a candid, goofy photo. And the photo is just an accurate representation of what I want when I go run. Oh, to be I'm fun looking at and it. lighthearted. Yeah, absurd. Good job. 
<laughs> so it's out there. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's who I am. It's my authentic self. And that's one thing I loved about moving to San Diego and finding this gay running group is that now I can, I can go and do those runs and know that I've got all these supportive people behind me. If I'm having a bad day, the one thing I want to do is go run with these people because being gay and running are two of the biggest things that I am. So, so you found your, your people, your posse. So my, my tribe. So yes. I got a few questions for you, a bunch of questions, in fact. Yeah, you're training for the gay uh, games. What is that? The gay games is, and, and I'm probably still not the most educated on it, but it is like the Olympics in terms of the LGBT community, um, LGBTQ community. So this, every four years in the summer, a somewhere in the, the, the world hosts the gay games. Um, and this year is in Paris, France. And I am so excited just a little over a month until I go to Paris. Um, but it is just, it's a, it's a celebration of who we are. Um, and it is, prided on being uh, extremely inclusive and allowing diversity so even though it's the gay games people are like well can straight people compete and it absolutely i mean anybody is welcome to compete it is just geared towards the lgbtq community um and at first i wasn't even planning on going because i mean let's be real those things are those kind of experiences cost money right um but one of my running friends in the group just said, you just have to do this for yourself. Um, you now have a passport. You, it, it, it will change your life. And I said, I'm going to do it. I, I'm, I'm not going to have any regrets. I'm going to just go do this, and I'm going to take it all in. Just kind of like my first marathon. That day was to take it all in, to just have the best time I can, and, and to not s- sweat the small things. Like, I'm a little nervous about being my first internet overseas flight, like being on a plane for nine hours and I'm six foot six and all legs, but I'm just going to go with them. I'm going to go with the flow and I'm going to, I, I promised myself that if I do this, that I have to go in with the mindset that it's going to be fun. Sure. I want to be competitive. I would love to get a medal and stand on the podium. I'd love nothing more. And I'm training to be in shape to do that but at the end of the day i just want to have this experience be added to my life so what games are you going to compete in or what so i've signed up to do my my focus is the 1500 i i think it's a it's kind of my sweet spot um i think i'm better geared towards the shorter distances but if all goes well i'd like to do the 800 the 1500 the 5,000 and the 10,000. Uh, and I signed up for the 400 as well, but that's one lap around the track. And I have no expectations, but to just complete it and, and just have another race under my belt. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're paying for it, the way that these work is you pay us a, a lump sum to do as many events as you want on the track. And then there's also the road races, the 5k, the 10k, the half marathon and the marathon. And then there's like archery. I mean, it, it really, they have so many different events, which is what I'm excited about. Is like there's swimmers, there's cyclists, there's um, skeet shooting, you know, all those events that you don't normally get to see. Like I love watching the Summer Olympics and to actually be a part of that atmosphere where 
it's not just the running gaze that I'm going to be around. It's going to be all the fitness health uh, oriented gay community or gay members of, of the world. So it's my first real taste of what's out there for being a gay man. That's really exciting. Will there be opening ga- opening uh, ceremonies and things like that? There will. There will be opening and closing ceremonies. They have a post-ceremony uh, party. Um, it's cool, too, because as um, a member of Front Runners, we've designed shirts and we have ball caps and matching shorts. So we're going to be in red, white, and blue, and we actually will be marching like they do in the Olympic opening ceremonies with our group. I love that. Hey, just, just so you so know, I don't re- I don't recall seeing any front runner shirts when I'm out there announcing. So if you guys come to my races, I need to see those shirts. So if you uh, you didn't do I don't believe you announced the San Diego half this year, did no, you? No, no. We actually yet. put together these awesome purple shirts that say front runner and walker San Diego and we had like 28 of the group members wearing these uniform shirts and it was so cool i felt so empowered to be a part of the that group that morning because number one they do teams like team results and of course the san diego track club swept the first three yeah but we were fifth as a team nice in a race like that and i was just so proud to be a part of that and to have those shirts too i mean when we finished the race we could spot each other super easily um and i think it just made our bond as a group of gay runners so much stronger having those shirts and and that experience of like meeting up for group photos afterwards and going out wearing those shirts proudly with our medals i just it, it, i think it adds another layer to who we are as um, a running group so let them know let your team know that rudy and i will be looking for the shirts <laughs> and i will tell rudy because he's <laughs> A, he's amazing, and B, he does what I tell him to do. So he'll look I would love to. You know, I, I've seen Rudy. Uh, I've I don't believe I follow him on Instagram. I do follow him on Facebook. He's not but... on Instagram. Okay, gotcha. Well, that'd be why. But no, I, I'd love to get to know Rudy more. Like I feel like just the connection that we've had is it's been really well, and I just feel like Rudy would be the same way because yes. you guys obviously work well together. So. If Rudy ever wants to, you know, like reach out to me and, you know, I don't know if he does podcasts, but I've heard such great things about him. So it'd be cool to actually get to know the, that guy more as well. Well, well. Are you announcing AFC this year? Uh, no, no, no. And you know what? I do host for them and um, I would have, but they didn't realize I was going to be in town on that day. So Rudy's announcing it with someone else. So they didn't know I was available, okay. but, um, but that should be a good race. I might actually come run the 5k. Do it. Yeah. Um, I have vowed to never do that race again. Cause last <laughs> year I hit mile 11 going up sixth Avenue. And I was like, I, I can't, I just don't want to do this again. <laughs> I had to walk up the hill and I've never had to walk up in like in a half marathon. I've never had to walk at like the last two miles. So it was a little bit um, of an ego breaker, but at the same time, you know, I still think I PR'd by like seven seconds. I don't know how. Um, are you, you going to do the 5K? Uh, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> like, because I actually will start training for California International where I'm going to give a serious attempt at a BQ. Okay. <clears throat> and that's in December. So my training will be based off of that. So, I mean, jumping into 5K sounds fun because – 
number one they're just they're over in you know less than 25 minutes (laughs) well Um, no 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 so this is where i was gonna go and i was gonna say if you'll run hella slow like half the or twice i don't know how much (laughs) slower i am than you but way slower than you i would dress up absurdly and do it with you oh that sounds fun i'm in okay so you (laughs) you you won me over when you said dress up yes we could be like matching unicorns i would need help with the costume because i'm no good with that but (laughs) well you know i'll wave my gay wand and we'll we'll make it happen (laughs) wave that gay wand on me um so here uh other questions i see you proudly running shirtless what is that like since you used to be in a body you hated it's a good question and a lot of people ask me um you know at one at some point in my life i just i stopped giving a damn so i don't have the perfect body um and will i ever no i'll I'll keep striving to to make it better i mean just this is part of who i am but i want to be comfortable when i run and i'm and not to say wearing a shirt isn't comfortable but there's another there's something about just having nothing holding or nothing covering you, especially if it's hot, but even when it's breezy, I mean, I love the, the inclement weather, which sadly I don't get here um, very often. Um, I actually love running in forties, the 40 degree weather. Um, What I do at shirtless, eh, it depends. Um, You know, normally after that first mile, you're pretty much set in whatever you're in. So if it's cold, and you're running shirtless. I've run, uh, gosh, I've run speedo dashes where it's less than 20 degrees and just a little, <laughs> a little pink speedo. So, um, you know, you're, you kind of take your mind off of how cold you are. So, um, but a lot of people here are surprised that I run shirtless when it's, you know, 55, 60 degrees today. I took my shirt off. You saw in the photo and it was, it was probably less than 65 degrees. when we started and maybe got up into the mid seventies when we finished, mm-hmm. But I, I'm. I guess it's just my body type. I, being a bigger guy, maybe I'm just used to being overwhelmingly hot. But in the aspect of being shirtless, it, it's what I'm comfortable with. That's amazing. Um, there, there are times that I will wear a shirt, like maybe in a race environment, and uh, it it just depends. Like if I've ate too many donuts the night before, or like a lot of pasta, it just depends you get the on pasta baby. Yeah, even if I have that food baby, I might I might hide it a little bit. But for the most part, I just, I don't know. It's a celebration of what I've d- done with my life, too. Yeah, it's just uh, amazing I've earned this confidence. body. Yes, you have. Yes, I, I can't tell you how many people I go back and forth with who won't wear tank tops because they don't want people to see their arms. And I think, for the love of God, nobody cares about your arms. you got to focus on function and performance so you right? can be better. <laughs> That's so true. I see people wear cotton shirts and I'm like, what in the world is wrong with you? I just, I can't, I can't fathom all the chafing you get and all the sweat sticking yeah, to you. No, thank you. I mean, I mean, the the good Lord made like dry fit clothing for a reason. That's right. To wick that sweat <laughs> off of you. So- but also, um, I didn't mean to interject, but I think I also don't, I'm hoping that I'm running fast enough that people don't really even see my body. Ah, okay. (laughs) Just a blur going by. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that's that's another way to look at it. No one will ever blur me. I'm I'm a much slower runner and proud. So what's your favorite running song you have on your playlist? Um, Get this. I haven't really listened to music running in 
probably three, four years. I, 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 I've been hit by a car twice. Um, I don't believe either time was while listening to music, but still, um, just those experiences have made me want to be more alert as a runner, but also a part of me just loves seeing nature and just, I, I don't know. I feel like I would get too into my head with music and the beat of the song and stuff like that. And I want it to be, I want to, when I go out, I want it to be like a spiritual, almost like cleansing. Like every time I go out, I I want to go out basically to detoxify my body of everything that may be happening around me, whether it's work or um, just my living situation or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, Running is kind of my outlet to the world and i feel like music hampers that 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 experience a little bit fair enough i should have asked this from the beginning what do you do for work um i work as a in it at scripps health um i support their epic uh, program so if you know epic it's a medical administration program that they use to basically it's their do all for their company whether it be to um do their billing, like to charge patients for their medical procedures. But basically I'm like their guru that is speaks with doctors and helps them um, with any questions they may have. And to be completely honest, um, it's not what I want to do any longer. I don't know if you remember, I applied to be a flight attendant with Southwest, which I thought, Oh my gosh, this is my calling. This is what I want to do. And unfortunately I didn't get it. I got to the, a headquarters and I interviewed at the very last step. So it, it shook me a little bit. Um, but you know, you can't dwell on things like that. The past is the past. You got to move forward, but I'm actually, um, like just exploring other outlets. And one of them is to maybe go to school and become a physical therapist. You know, I, and a lot of people have been like, that's great. I think you'd be awesome at that. I really care about, my body and yes. what I'm doing for it. And I know it well. Uh, and I, I feel like just having that uh, 360 degree transformation. Um, well, not 360 because it'd be back to the beginning. Right, right. <laughs> that, 180, that 180 though. I just feel like I'm a different person than I was five years ago. And my career needs to reflect that. You know, you're supposed to be excited and challenged and, um, I know immersed in what you do every day for a living. Um, and I think something like that would just, it would be, it's, it would be what I would be good at. Um, and I'd be passionate about, I think passion plays a lot in, in when it comes down to it. I think it's an extraordinary profession. Um, when a lot of people ask me about, Oh, getting into fitness and I'm one of the rare few who've been able to make a full profession and living off of fitness and physical therapy is that, kind of next step. Yeah. So I make relatively, you know, healthy people, healthier, leaner, faster, stronger in physical therapy. You're dealing with sick or injured people, getting them back to point B at least. But, uh, it's yeah. well, uh, you'll have a full-time job with full-time benefits, great salary, sick days, health insurance, all those things. I think it's such a valuable profession and people that, um, hear me, I'm always referring them to PT. So you would be a, a huge role model and a great gift to that profession. 
I, well, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, you, you know, I have my rainbow bright and I keep things fun <laughs> in that sense. I'd be cool to like take that knowledge and that professionalism side and, but still have fun with it. Absolutely. So you've got all these people you're helping mentally when you're out there on the roads wearing fun outfits and, and being yourself. I would love to be able to help them um, physically as well. And, and maybe even uh, spiritually, like, you know, when you do something like that, you're making, you're making them to be able to get back out there and do what they love. So if they're getting to do what they love, then I'm happy. Absolutely. You'd be a great gift to that profession. I would love it. This is me. I'm excited about you being a PT. So I hope that works out for you, Corey. We'll see what happens. I, I One thing's for sure. Um, I, I got to take that step. And right now I'm kind of just, I'm getting there. Um, and the time will, the, when the time is right, the time is right. Um, but I'm just glad that I've actually sat down and had this talk with myself because I'm just not happy with where I'm at now in my career. And, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm at the ripe old age of 29. That's right. But I'm, <laughs> TikTok. I'm, I'm, I'm old fashioned at heart. And I think it's important to know, I want to know by 30 where I'm going with my life. I've had a lot of like soul searching these last two weeks coming back from Columbus. Like, is this where I want to be? You know, you got, at the end of the day, you've got to do what makes you happy. And that's why I moved out here in the first place was to find my happy. So I'm still, I'm still searching, but just knowing that I have, blossomed so much since i've come out here to know that things aren't oh things aren't perfect that's right but that's okay yeah like can't be that person radiating positivity all the time i mean at, at the for, at the core i'm a positive happy person but i think these like struggles are just going to make me stronger when it when it comes down to it well i gotta tell you you um and and just for the record folks Corey and I have never spoken before other than meeting each other at the race from the mic stand. We've never, you know, I didn't hear his voice until he answered for this podcast, but this is true. <laughs> I, uh, I knew you would be the perfect example of following you. I just, you know, I tell people they'll say, Oh, I want to lose weight or so-and-so. And I say, listen, no one ever changes course and drops the weight until they get to that point where they are absolutely sick of where they are right now, disgusted of where they've been, and they've put their foot down. And that's when change happens. You know, so people ask, hoping their spouses will change. And I say, listen, you can't do that for them. Nope. They have to get to Thank that you. point. And you, you told You're the You're to the choir, honey. <laughs> yeah. You told the tale. You said, I looked at myself and I couldn't be that guy anymore. And then I changed the behavior and, um, and you did it the right way. No pills, no powders, no diets. No, nope. You just... You did it the right way, and that's why it's going to stick with you forever. And I like the way you say, you know, life's not perfect. And just because you or I don't complain outwardly, we're not standing on Facebook sharing every bump and bruise or gripe doesn't mean we don't have, you know, miserable things happen. We're just not broadcasting that as who we are. And so you're the Exhibit A poster boy for um, true long-term weight loss and healthy living because... You know, you've been through it, and and I I love it. I love it. You've been the perfect guest, Corey. Thank you, Fitz. I really appreciate that. If there's anything I can say, it is that 
in order to make a change, you, you've got to find it within yourself. I mean, you can ask all these other people, well, what are you doing? You know, can you help me? But at the end of the day, if you don't want to change, you're not going to. And that was where I finally said, time to stop, like, blaming other people for my, you know, my flaw, my my insecurities and my reasoning why I can't do this. I can do this. And after doing this, I can safely say to anybody out there who is listening, you can. You can do this. It hurts. It sucks at times. But... If I can do it, anybody can. Absolutely. And it sucks way less than being the guy who's still over 300 pounds and miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Corey. Well, I adore you. Um, can, <laughs> you can you tell everybody where they can follow you on Instagram? Yes. Uh, my handle is run underscore Corey underscore run, which is what I put on all of my bibs that are allowed to be customized <laughs> before any of my, my serious races. Because... That's, I mean, that's what I want people to yell at me when I'm dying at mile 22 of a marathon. Run, Corey, run. I love it. And that's Corey so, without an E, C-O-R-Y. And thank you so much for your time, for sharing your story. It's been an absolutely great one. Folks, if you have not done so already, follow Corey on Instagram. Follow me. I'm at Fitzness. That's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But, um... We want to help you become a success story just like Corey Sagers. Thanks, everyone, and get to work. Bye. Thank you, Pitts. Hi, this is Rudy Novotny, the voice of America's marathons. We all love how much running has benefited every aspect of our lives, so much so that most of us only wish we'd started sooner. Wouldn't it be wonderful to give the opportunity to children of today? Well, you can the Morning Mile is a before-school walking and running program that gives children a chance to start each day in an active way while enjoying fun, music, and friends. That's every child, every day. It's also supported by a wonderful system of rewards, which keeps students highly motivated and frequently congratulated. Created by our favorite fitness expert, Fitz Kohler, Morning Milers across the country have run over 2 million miles and are having greater success with academics, behavior, and sports because of it. The Morning Mile is free to the child, free to the school, and is inexpensively funded by businesses or generous individuals. Help more kids get moving in the morning by visiting MorningMile.com. Champion the program at your favorite school or find out more about sponsorship opportunities. That's MorningMile.com. Long may you run.